Welcome to the very first audio podcast of Not Fake News. Today is February 28th, 2021. I'm Mike Tellup, your host, and I'd like to start with a brief history of fake news. And this history can be obtained on Google. You just look up a brief history of fake news. And when you do, you will read the following. Sensationalism always sold well. By the early 19th century, modern newspapers came on the scene touting scoops and exposés, but also fake stories to increase circulation. The New York Sun's Great Moon Hoax of 1835 claimed that these there, there was an alien civilization on the moon and established the Sun paper as the leading profitable newspaper. So fake news has been around since newspapers were first published. So this audio podcast is called Not Fake News. We first and foremost reject the moon hoax of 1835, and we will expose great journalistic lies as seen in today's newspapers. I will examine with you the news and opinions, they are often the same, in today's newspapers, particularly the New York Times. I know you don't have time or the resources or the bandwidth to read or analyze New York Times stories. Why newspapers? Because newspapers, uh, newspaper journalists and opinion writers spread out their information in the stream of social media. So their influence goes well beyond the print. So we will examine the news together. We will attempt to identify fake news, news that is designed to sensationalize or is deliberately taken out of context, but primarily it's designed to persuade you to a certain narrative. The days of who, what, where, when, and why, and you decide, are long gone enter the world of print manipulation. So why do we do this? To expose lies and reveal the truth, and the ver at the very least, to provoke discussion and dialogue. These things are important in a functioning representative republic. Notice I did not say democracy. The word democracy is not found in the Declaration of Independence, the word democracy is not found anywhere in the Constitution of the United States of America, nor in its 27 amendments. Our founding fathers specifically rejected democracy and chose a representative republic. Please see the Federalist Papers, 10, 14, 48, 58, 63, all written by James Madison. So I believe our republic is in trouble. And to protect it, to protect our liberties, we need to be informed voters. And where do we get information? From the news media, from the newspapers. We need to identify the fake news, expose it when we can, and talk about it. And it takes a lot of work. I'm here to do it. My name is Mike Tellup. I am a, a news analyst I have a BA in Urban Studies from Columbia University, an MBA in Marketing from Columbia, a JD from Cleveland Marshall College of Law. I'm a former member of the Cleveland Browns. 
a former assistant Cuyahoga County prosecutor, a former magistrate, a part-time defender of children and families. I am also a former Democrat with a straightforward appeal to Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, and Independents voters alike. And in the coming weeks, we will discuss articles. The first article we're going to discuss is one that's in today's New York Times on the front page. And the headline is, Vote Fraud Myth Fuels GOP Drive to Rewrite Laws, Seeking Election Limits. And the article is written with the intention of showing that, first of all, the 2020 election uh, fraud myth, uh, election uh, difficulties was a myth. And uh, if claims of election fraud were a myth, my question is, why would the state legislatures nationwide change the rules of voting, change the election laws? The state legislatures are elected representatives who presumably carry out their wishes and desires of the people they represent. And if the people they represent feel the claims of election fraud were baseless, then why would the legislature act? Because the people don't believe the claims of election fraud were baseless. They firmly believe they were at least significant irregularities. And I refer you to the Navarro Report, written by Peter Navarro, uh, White House uh, trade representative who is a PhD from Harvard and did some serious studies on what happened in the 2020 presidential election. But there were significant irregularities, at least to raise serious questions, to at least investigate why dead people voted, why non-citizens voted, why all kinds of irregularities occurred. So why doesn't the New York Times writer, in this case, Michael Wines, why doesn't he get that? Well, here's the false narrative. He is claiming, and false narrative number one, that racist loyalists of President Trump, those blinded by loyalty to Trump to the extent they are totally beyond reason, they're dominating the state legislatures or the state uh, representatives or they don't have enough courage to tell their own constituents that they are wrong, that there was absolutely no election fraud. Problem is, there was lots of election fraud. It just hasn't been adequately presented. And this leads to false narrative number two. The new legislative efforts to put reasonable limits on voting times to limit potential fraud, control mail-in ballots, verify signatures. Imagine that, verifying signatures. These are seen as barriers to casting votes. In short, voter disenfranchisement. This is fake news. This is a narrative that's pushed by the New York Times every day. So the National Republican Party now is awoke to the idea that Democrats, because they don't believe in the rule of law, will steal an election if they can. And 
call it a fair game. You knew we would steal it. You didn't try to stop us. You were not up to the challenge. Therefore, it's okay to steal an election. In other words, Democrats erected an impenetrable uh, barrier, as Andrew Breitbart called, an electoral infrastructure that enabled them to steal the 2020 presidential election. And Republicans were asleep at the wheel or did not think the Dems would pull it off. Guess what? They did. Welcome Joe Biden, a weak, corrupt president who did not even campaign. He didn't have to. The fix was in. And if we read on to the article, we come to false narrative number three. A minority of voters, Republicans, as measured by the popular vote, quote, exert majority control in American politics, end quote, leading the New York Times to crusade for an abolition of the Electoral College. This is a constant theme to the New York Times. They write editorials about it all the time. They want to abolish the Electoral College and the constitutional mandate that state legislatures control the election laws. It is also an attack on federalism. For the record, most state legislatures are controlled by Republicans. So they are in the majority. So to say they're in the minority is actually false. And finally, the false narrative number four, they always pull in experts, election scholars, election experts, usually professors, or those in liberal think tanks who show, and in this case, and I quote, multiple studies show voter fraud barely exists. Again, I refer you to the Navarro report. So let's go back to the headline. Why would all of these state legislatures be attempting to try to put in tighter restrictions on voting? Because they were convinced there's election fraud. We're going to talk more about this in the episodes to come. I thank you very much for your attention, and uh, we'll see you shortly. Bye-bye.